1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue
2: Light. New England standing QB Jimmy Garoppolo to
3: 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle, he dives, and he's in!
2: Touchdown, 49ers!
3: Kittle yeah, is going to go! Touchdown!
4: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers pod on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for Blue Wire. Joining me is my co-host, former NFL defensive back Eric Crocker. And and I mean our first guest in a long time, the wonderful, the beautiful, ever? the incredible, it might be ever. Kyle Posey from Niners Nation. Dude, gentlemen, how are we doing?
5: Ooh, go ahead, KP, I'll let you have the floor first.
6: Slow news day. Um <laughs> The, the man and you guys were talking about this a little bit before. The NFL, like we're supposed to be talking about March Madness right now. We're supposed to be talking about anything else. It's Friday in March, at the end of March, and we're talking about a 49ers trade, man. And they yeah, they just continue to capture our attention. Um you could probably hear it in my voice. I'm excited. I'm smiling because we have something tangible to talk about. Crap, what's going on, man?
5: Yeah, man, the NFL has done a really good job of like really kind of taking over like year round, you know, like just the way everything is set up. There's like a low point in what June, <laughs> you know, between June and when training camp starts, that's kind of like the little low point. But aside from that, the NFL kind of takes over all news for the most part, especially if anything happens. Like there was just a NBA trade down the de- uh, trade deadline yesterday and nobody's even talking about it. And now they're not going to be talking about, it. they're going to be talking about this 49ers trade and, with the Dolphins, and the Dolphins trading with the Eagles and, and all of that. So, obviously, when I saw my phone, uh, so I have, I have Adam Schefter's uh, notifications turned on. So, anytime cool. Schefter tweets, it, it pops up on my phone. Well, I saw something, and I'm like, huh? And so, I, I was confused with what I was looking at. So, I clicked on it, and I clicked on it so fast that there, were, there was only, like, one comment. And the one comment said, um, it said something like, ratio. And I still don't even know exactly what ratio means, but I kind of understand, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, it's that ratio. So I'm thinking like, oh, this must be like a fake account because it's saying the 49ers <laughs> traded to the number three spot. But I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, there's a blue check mark. So this really happened. So when I tweeted out, wait, um, that was actually like my initial reaction because I, at first I thought it was like fake or something, but it's it's real. All
4: right, so to break it down, Plainly for everybody there. I mean, I'm there could be somebody listening right now, whether it's in the locker room or, or on the pod tomorrow morning, uh, or maybe even later, later on Friday that doesn't have any idea what happened. But if you don't, and you've been living under a large rock, the 49ers traded from the number 12 pick to the number, number three pick in the process, they are giving up a first rounder next year, a first-rounder the year after that, so that's 2022 and 2023, and a third-rounder next year, which is the extra third-rounder that they were getting for uh, Robert Sala being hired as the Jets' head coach. And I I, I always avoid saying the 49ers have given up three first-round picks. And that's what people like to say when they kind of like want to like, make it seem more dramatic than it is because the 49ers didn't give up three first round picks they gave up two and one of those first round picks became a lot better so now they went from 12 to three overall and you don't really give up that amount of draft capital I mean we can contemplate that situation some other time you don't really give up that kind of draft capital for anything but a quarterback period that's what the 49ers are doing if if they want to shake that up on draft day I'm not going to contemplate that for now But the 49ers have traded from number 12 to number three, and and like we said, just went over the compensation. So, I mean, we kind of already touched on it, but what is your guys' like? – I'm not even going to ask a question. Crocker, what are your thoughts?
5: I've I've been saying all along that I didn't feel like the 49ers would make a desperate move. I felt like – if they saw somebody sliding like a Fields or Lance or, you know, even Mac Jones, somebody like with talent or whatever, like if one of those guys were sliding to like pick eight, nine, I thought at that point maybe the 49ers would trade up because then you're risking the chance of the Patriots trading up to get a quarterback and whatnot. But I've been saying even with the whole Watson thing and whatnot and, and with Matthew Stafford, like, oh, the 49ers, they're not desperate. Like, that's what they've been telling us. They're not desperate. So I didn't think they would go to any desperate measures to move up for a quarterback. And obviously, on, I think this kind of like, when you kind of read it, read it, like you said, kind of, you know, there's multiple first-round picks involved, a third-round pick. But then when you hear, like, and if I am if I heard you correctly, that third-round pick is a next year's third? Is that yes, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, oh, my first God, Adam
4: Schefter advertised that it was this year's. But it's not. It's next year. So the 49ers wow. aren't really giving up anything this year. They're just swapping those first-round picks. They don't start giving up picks until next year.
5: Wow. So, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great that's a great deal. I can't believe that. So, um, yeah, I mean, my, my initial reaction was just like, good, they're, they're going to go get a quarterback. The first quarterback that popped in my head was Fields. But obviously we've seen some reports of other people thinking Lance. And then I think I saw uh, something about Chris Him saying um, Mac Jones. So now the topic is going to be what quarterback are they going to take? Wilson, everything think everybody's assuming he'll be going at pick two to the Jets.
4: So, KP, before we, before we even dive into what our, our – our... I don't know, our preferences are what we think the 49ers are going to do. What was your reaction, man? I mean, what were you doing? What happened? What did you feel? What were your thoughts? Take us through it, bro.
6: So I think the 49ers got better today because they're in a position to get better at the most important position in the NFL. I don't think that we've put enough emphasis on what the Rams did at quarterback. So the 49ers, they can basically pencil in a win when they play the Rams because of Jared Goff. They cannot do that anymore. And I think what Los Angeles is able will be able to do with uh, Matt Stafford kind of forced the 49ers hand here. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, they moved heaven and earth to move up for a quarterback because of what the Rams, because of only what the Rams did. But I think that played a bigger part than what we are realizing here. So um, I, I love it, man. I, I think that they are now in a position to grab a special quarterback. And I don't think that special quarterback includes Mac Jones because Kyle Shanahan, after that, after Josh Allen stomped it, like, my goodness, I mean, we all remember what he did to the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Kyle Shanahan pretty much said, so I evaluate quarterbacks in terms of trying to find people who can have a chance to be elite type of guys. Nobody would confuse Mac Jones with an elite type of quarterback. So, yeah, instantly my thought turned to, Who is the type of quarterback who he will like? And I know you said we'll get into this, but I think it's going to be Lance, and I will explain
5: why.
4: Interesting. Interesting. All right, so let's slowly – let's get into that then. We've got our first reactions. I mean, if you're asking for mine, I mean, I'm sitting there in my classroom that actually is – it was my most – because – the way school works right now, obviously, with COVID is all my classes are split in half. This is my biggest class of the day. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, like Croc, that notification pops up on my phone, and I had to do, like, a double take. I was like, wait, what? And, and I'm, I'm looking. I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, is this that Adam fake Adam Schefter account? What's going on here? <laughs> Click on it, and I'm like, no, this shit's real. And this says the 49ers just traded up to through overall. And, like, the horrible teacher that I am, I basically told all my students, I was like, hey, for five minutes, y'all need to chill. I'll come help you in a little bit because this just got wild. <laughs> and and, um, and so, I, you know, I, I, tweeting, reading Twitter, figuring out what the heck went on. I mean, obviously, I went back to my job. But I had to take it all in for a few seconds because it's just you don't expect that. You don't – I mean, you just don't expect your team to make a move like that, um, especially with the situation they're in. Now, the one thing I had said to both Croc and KP is, Are the 49ers really going to go to these lengths to re-sign all of these players and and put their roster in prime position to win, only to run it back with Jimmy Garoppolo? And now we know that the answer, at least part of the answer, is no. Now, I would say that there's still a chance that the 49ers do run it back with Jimmy Garoppolo for one more season, but I would say those chances are probably... Less, more—they're more likely to be no than they are yes. That's the best way of seeing it. So then, let's just get into the quarterbacks and and what we think the 49ers might do. Uh, I mean, Croc lead us off. I mean, I guess probably the best way to put it is the two most likely, I think, at that spot are Justin Fields or Trey Lance. So what's the difference between the two of them? Like what what I mean? What are we talking about? Here?
5: All right. So th- this is just my opinion. All right. And there's a couple of different ways to look at it. I, I think both have an immense amount of talent. Right now, just me personally, you guys kind of remember, I tweeted this out before the Ohio State versus Clemson game, and I caught a lot of flack for it. But I said this, and I strongly believe it. Justin Fields, I said there's no quarterback more talented than him in this class. And I still feel that way. You know, when you talk about all the things that he can do, the throws he can make, the arm strength, the athletic ability, like he can do everything very well. Like now, are there things that he can learn just from a pure quarterback perspective on, hey, being able to go through the reason. And again, we don't—I don't know exactly what he's asked to do in Ohio State offense. But if if he could just go to a situation where he can sit and just understand how to truly play the quarterback position, I think he's going to be big time. Like I think he's going to be so big time. And my thing is, with we've been wanting a quarterback with that type of immense talent, right? We've been wanting that, and you finally have an opportunity to get a guy like that, but. Like we've seen with Josh Allen, who had to start day one, sometimes that transition, and, and it's not always pretty. And even Josh Allen year one, they didn't make the playoffs. Josh Allen year two made the playoffs, saw a little bit of progression. Josh Allen year three, he was like a damn near, you know, MVP candidate. So when I look at Fields, he, you know, as long as the 49ers keep Jimmy Garoppolo, that keeps you on the, on the pace where, hey, we have a really good, we have a solid starting quarterback. We definitely can make the playoffs with his team, and I, and I expect, I expect Garoppolo to make the playoffs with um, this roster that the 49ers have put around him, but you set yourself up for the future. And when you look at fields, again, 49ers aren't going to have this type of opportunity again to be able to draft a guy like this, right? You, you, you you know, and you didn't mention Mac Jones, but there are, there are Mac Joneses. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, there are guys like that. There's not quarterbacks that can throw the ball 80 yards in the air, can make any throw, um, no matter, you know, how far outside the hashes or far hash, whatever, um, running into four threes with just this type of ability. So my thing is, Kyle Shanahan, you get paid a ton of money. You get paid a ton of money. We've seen this dude have big-time moments in big-time games. Can you just coach him up on the little things? And I think the 49ers give him that opportunity to not have to jump right in and be that guy that just truly understands every aspect of it, he can take his time and sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, when it comes to Trey Lance, my only thing, and I think he has a lot of talent as well, He, there's just so many little reps. Um, again, I just want to go off of what he can do, and when you look at him, everything looks fine. Everything clearly looks fine. I know people will kind of say him because he's done a little bit more of a, I don't want to say pro style offense, but playing more under center and you know play action off of that and stuff. But, again, I can teach somebody that. I can teach and, and Fields has done some of that as well. But, but those are things you can teach, you know. But he hasn't played a whole lot. It would be hard for me to trade up and give up draft capital to trade up to, to the pick three for a guy that has very, 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 very limited, uh, snaps. Also did not play in a higher level of football. Again, I like the talent. I, I think it's there. He has the size. He has athleticism. He has the mobility. He has all of that. But there, is, I couldn't take him. Over Fields, I just couldn't do that. So that's just my my perspective on the whole thing. I like both guys a lot, and if they drafted either one of them, clear Crocky would not be mad at all. But I'm leaning Fields on this one. I think he has an elite upside. It, he just okay. Let's just teach him how to do a little bit more quarterback things. And I think you can you can learn those things. You can't teach. Everything else that he comes with—that big ass arm, that ability, that that playing in big moments where he shined, the, the athleticism, the four-three—like you can't teach that.
4: Crocker, I mean, I shouldn't have to tell you this anymore, but you you can't mention a big ass arm without mentioning the phrase.
5: Okay, yeah. Well, we we, we saw it, <laughs> and, I, and I don't think anybody else—I don't think anybody else in college football this year aired that whole out quite like Fields when we saw against Clemson. <laughs> That ball traveling what sixty five yards in the air, and the way the 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 nose of the ball dove down, it just fell into the receiver's hands like that's that's like that's like master chef level air that hole out.
4: <laughs> All right, and <laughs> master master chef air that hole out. So KP, I know that you mentioned you mentioned that you thought the forty ers could take Lance or might take Lance, and I know we've had conversations in the past where you had even mentioned the forty ers loving one Trey Lance. So, I mean, obviously it's not necessarily like you're necessarily making a pitch for him, but what do you – I mean, what do you see in Trey Lance that you think the 49ers might be, like, willing to to take somebody like that this early? So, think about when you're
6: watching Trey Lance. He's 18 and 19 doing the things that he's doing. He's a very, very special talent. And think about what Kyle Shanahan asked of his quarterbacks to throw on the run, and we didn't really get a chance to see that the last couple of years because who was under center, but – Trey Lance is just a supremely talented dude, has a rocket arm. I think he has a better arm than Justin Fields. I think if you just watch where Trey Lance goes with the football, he's a prodigy. Like, if you want a quarterback who knows what to do, knows where to go with the football, you would probably pick Trey Lance before Justin Fields. I think he's, like, one of the smartest. He's one of the brightest quarterbacks here. I think he's the third best player in the draft. I have Justin Fields as the second best player. I think Justin Fields is also more talented than Trevor Lawrence. I think he's more talented than any of the last QBs to come out in the past couple of years. But he doesn't come without issues. And I think he has, quote, unquote, concrete feet in the pocket. I think he's a little slow to get between his reads. He has a tendency to latch on to guys, whereas Lance, he will hit, his drop, hit his, the top of his drop. Look at the middle. If that guy's not open, he will go across field, hit a comeback, 15 yards, far hash on the dot. Like he is so money in that sense. So that's why I can see a guy like Shanahan falling for him. And that's before we get into what he can do as far as throwing the ball down the field. Um, his accuracy down the field is great. His accuracy in the intermediate level, not great. But that is something also that, you know, you're hoping that the more reps he gets, the more comfortable he gets with reading. Um, there There's, you know, technical issues as far as having a hitch. Um, when he goes to wind up. So that might be something that the 49ers could work out. But just as far as what Lance does as a runner is special because outside of Lamar Jackson over the past five years or so, I don't know if there's any quarterback who comes close to what Lance can do on the ground. And that's something that Kyle hasn't had. And for both of these guys, I mean, I've seen them take broken plays and turn them into either first downs or touchdowns. That is the special elite type of talent. Uh, that Kyle Shanahan is looking for. Um, well, let me ask you this, Rob. We, why are we assuming that these guys cannot win right away in a Kyle Shanahan offense? We've seen quarterbacks, lesser talented quarterbacks be able to, you know, have success. So why wouldn't they be able to have success in an offense that features George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and whoever else they had this offseason?
4: I mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think you should be making that assumption. I mean, look at RG3's rookie season, you know, and that was under Kyle Shanahan, and obviously RG3 is a very special talent. But so is Trey Lance, and so is Justin Fields. And I feel like that if, if Kyle Shanahan, you know, one part of coaching is being able to scheme up plays, and that's, that's the offensive coordinator part of Kyle Shanahan. But he's now a head coach. And another huge part of coaching is your ability to, one, identify a player's strengths, and two, adapt what you do and your offense to what that player can do. So, no matter what way you're going, whether it's Justin Fields, um, whether it's Trey Lance, and I think one, you know, I still think we need to talk about Zach Wilson. I think a lot of people have him penciled in as like the number two overall pick, but for the longest time, that was Justin Fields as the number two overall pick. So, and, and, and I think that we've seen time and time again how often NFL teams think differently than your average draft analyst and everybody else essentially. But, no, I, I, think, I think that you're kind of pointing us in the right direction, the fact that if the 49ers can't find a way to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, we don't know if that's in their plans. Um, there's a few different ways to go about that. We'll talk about that later. And they just want to roll with a rookie quarterback. I think that just as much of the onus falls on Kyle Shanahan to ensure that that quarterback can succeed than it does that quarterback himself. Like obviously there's you know it's a marriage and it's it's a relationship there. But if Kyle Shanahan is the mastermind everybody paints him as, which I truly believe he is, we've seen it, you have to be able to take some of that and adapt it to whoever's under center for you. And he did his best to make Jimmy Garoppolo run that offense to be as effective as it was when Jimmy Garoppolo was on the field. I don't see him doing anything different if Justin Fields or Trey Lance or, you know, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones are on the field, I expect Kyle Shanahan to play a huge role in what that player does on the field. So to me, to kind of act like Kyle Shanahan can't take any of these quarterbacks and really shake up the NFL is one thing. Now, in the way that the 49ers have built this roster, do they want to just roll into next season with a brand new rookie quarterback? I don't think that's path A, you know, choice number one for them. But at the same time, if it came to that, if they get the right offer for Garoppolo, if Garoppolo won't mess with his contract, I feel like they'd be like, all right, let's, then, then let's roll, and, and Kyle Shanahan will go to work. And to me, I get jacked up thinking about the offense. that, Because when I think about Justin Fields and Trey Lance, I think they both offer something a little different. But I think when you think about it in terms of Kyle Shanahan's offense, I feel like he'd kind of design things pretty similarly for both guys. So I feel like no matter what, if those are the, if it's either one of them, things are going to get real electric real fast. Both of them are run. Both of them are freak athletes. Things are going to change really fast no matter who it is. And that still applies to Zach Wilson, too. So to me, it's like, no matter what, Kyle Shanahan's going to get in his bag. And that may have not happen sooner than later, depending on what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo. But to me, I think you're right, man. I think that if the 49ers end up rolling with a rookie, there's nothing saying that they can't have a ton of success. I think it's fair to expect a little bit of a, you know, a learning curve. But at the same time, that same learning curve, I say that, and I'm like, look, Shanahan, you know you might have one of the most complex offenses in the NFL. You know you're dealing with a rookie. How are you going to adjust? Are you just going to throw the play back, playbook at him and say good luck? Uh, you know, Do something to make life easier on that rookie and and let him put him in the best position to succeed, right? That's what coaches are supposed to do is put their players in the best position to succeed. So, I mean, I don't know. Anything I say in there? Just perk up some thoughts from you guys. Yeah, my follow-up
6: would be, why are we assuming that if these two were to get in a uh, QB competition, whether it's Fields or Lance, why do we automatically assume that Jimmy would win that QB competition? <laughs>
5: that's a good question. <laughs> that's, that's,
4: a good that, question.
5: That, that, that's a great question. And I would just say, I would – I would think that like Kyle would just want like, you know, okay, Jimmy, we want you to be the guy. And like this year, because that like in theory gives the 49ers the best chance to be to have a successful season, not having that learning curve of, of an offense and trying to figure out what it is that Kyle Shanahan wants from him and where to throw the ball. You know, Jimmy already has been, you know, a terrific leader in the locker room and everybody loves him. So I think you would you would want I don't think you want it to be a competition. I think you would rather it just be like, hey we got this $27 million quarterback on the roster. Okay, we have a talented rookie. He's going to have his time. But right now, let's not add any pressure to his plate or force him to have to be the guy. Let's lean on Jimmy. Now, if it just so happens that this rookie is just purely outplaying Jimmy, then that's that's a totally different conversation. And we've seen that, right? We've seen that with um, the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and, and Matt Flynn. They signed Matt Flynn to be the guy. Russell Wilson was a third-round pick, and it was just clear as day. (laughs) This rookie is better than Matt Flynn. So they just went with the rookie, and and that was after paying Matt Flynn a good amount of money. So we've seen that happen. I just don't think I would open it up as a quarterback competition. I would just go about it the way where, hey, if he's just flat-out outplaying this guy, then – all right, let's go with the rookie. And it also is a little different because Matt Flynn wasn't just this leader or whatever that had been on the team for a while. You know, they had just signed him. So he was just as new to the team as Russell Wilson was, you know, um, outside of veterans reporting the OTAs a month or earlier than the draft. So um, I think it was a little bit, a little bit different, but still the same in the sense of a quarterback that's getting paid really good money, a rookie coming in and being able to take that spot. But I just don't think that you should open it up as a quarterback challenge heading into training camp.
6: And then I guess what I would follow up on that would be, um, since we're talking about the quarterbacks and the learning curve, do you guys remember
4: week one of last year? Striking Gold is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Is what the 49ers going to do with the third overall pick stressing you out Or maybe it's something a little more personal. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional, offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com gold. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Striking Gold listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com gold. That's betterhelp.com G-O-L-D. Did it look like the- he
6: started for the 49ers, it looked like he knew what he was doing? Do you remember no. the game against the Dolphins? that the the decisions that he made had nothing to do with his ankle throwing in the double coverage right to his safety has nothing to do with your injuries so if there's going to be learning curves for a 30 year old why not roll with the more (laughs) athletic higher upside quarterback and I don't want to seem like I'm poo-pooing on the quarterback but like we've seen this time and time again and expecting it to change like that's the definition of
4: insanity yes of course officially yeah Yeah. officially So, I mean, I think that the 49ers are gonna go a bit, I mean, the, the, and again, this is kind of the way it was when they were sitting at 12. After all the roster moves they'd done, we all felt like, and, and I'm sure the 49ers felt this way too, we kind of have some flexibility here. We can go a lot of different directions. Now, it sounds like the 49ers were very, very clear which direction they wanted to go because Adam Schefter also tweeted that they'd been trying to explore this trade for weeks, looking at trading up to to five, to four, and they elected to get all the way to three because, essentially, that's the highest any team can get if they want to have the Uh, the next quarterback off the board. Everybody's just assuming that the Jaguars, of course, and the Jets are going to go quarterback. And the only way – I think the Jets will go quarterback. And the only way anybody gets them off that spot is if they were to offer them just an absolutely absurd amount of picks. And then that would kind of – and even then it still wouldn't really mess with the 49ers because they're perfectly comfortable with whatever quarterback they're going to get at three. That's why they made this trade. Now – the thing with me is I think that, you know, since this, since we started mentioning Jimmy a little bit, there's a lot of different avenues where this could work out for the 49ers. I think probably when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think there's any way they pay him $27 million, $26, whatever it is, $26 million this year to just be the guy for one more year. I think the 49ers are going to tell Jimmy, like, you know, I think they'll wait and they'll see what kind of trade market they can drum up. Um, they'll see what kind of offers they get. But I think at this point that there's no way that they're going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo's $25 million to play quarterback for one more year for them so that their rookie has time to develop. Like, I, I have to think that they're going to go to him and say, look, we want you to be a part of our plans next year. We don't think we're going to trade you, but here's $10 million, take it or leave it. You know, and even then you're still looking at $10 million, which is, is Jimmy going to Garoppolo going to get paid that if he hits the open market? I mean, now, how would that help the
5: 49ers? Like, I mean, like, in the sense of the cap space, because right now 49ers are, it looks like, what, $20 million under the cap? Like, so they're fine financially right now. So would you do that just because it's like, hey, you may or may not be the star, or we may or may not need you, so let's take some money away from you? Or are you just saying, well, maybe it'll just help because we can roll that money over if we save some money. Like, like what would be your, what would be your reasoning for taking money away from Jimmy Garoppolo?
4: I would I would be taking that money from Jimmy Garofalo because, one, he's just straight up gotten to a point where he's just not worth that amount of money. I don't think he's just straight up not worth that amount of money. He's not a $25 million quarterback anymore. And you're looking at the, the at the board of all these players, and whether they got it color-coded or not, you're looking at Fred Warner, who need an ex, needs an extension. If Nick Bosa blows it up next season after coming back from an injury, you're going to be looking at how much ridiculous amount of money you're going to have to pay him. And then whatever other moves you're going to want to make to make sure the 49ers stay in the hunt because the first thing – they've already done it for the most part, but the first thing they're going to need to do whenever it becomes time for this rookie quarterback to step into the fold, they're going to need to surround him with some good-ass players. And I feel like they've already done that, but they've got to keep the players. Not to mention the fact that all these contracts that they signed that were more than a year, the value on those is going to go up pretty significantly next year. So is the salary cap. But to me, it's pretty simple. Like Jimmy Garoppolo at this point – Based on where the 49ers are now and what they're planning on doing, it's just not worth 25 million anymore. And I, and I think that's that's pretty. Lot. I mean, it, it seems like common sense to me, but maybe there's a big part of it I'm not missing. I don't know. KP, am I am I missing something?
6: No, I think it, it, it makes sense, and I, I can see why you you know they're in a position where they don't really have to do anything right now. But you mentioned Warner uh, coming up next week. I believe they have to make a decision on picking up McGlinchey's option. So they're going to have to have a couple of decisions like that. And, you know, Bosa, down the line, Debo, of course, if they want to do that. So it always makes sense to free up cap space so you're not in a position to be handcuffed. And we saw last year they were so up against the cap that they couldn't even bring up practice squad receivers, man. They were they were really tied. So I could see why they would want to free up space. But, I mean, <laughs> you mentioned it. Well, you're paying him, what, $25 million for one year? And the the discussion about Jimmy is, it like we spent what like a month and a half or so talking about a backup quarterback, like just in case he missed We're all assuming that he's going to miss time, so that alone tells you the price tag isn't worth it.
4: Yeah, I don't know, Croc. What do you think, man? You sound, I, you sounded like you had some some of your own thoughts on it. What do you? Let's just let's just say this. We'll talk about that and what would you do with Jimmy Garoppolo? What's I mean, what's the ideal scenario moving forward for for the Forty Nineers and, and Garoppolo?
5: Unless somebody just offered me something that I just couldn't turn down. Like, if the team was like, hey, we'll give you a two this year and, uh, you know, a, a four next year, then, I, okay, I'd I get rid of him. <laughs> but I, I just wouldn't – I wouldn't willingly get rid of him just because I, I do know that even with his up-and-down play at times, I know I can win with him. And I and my thing is, it's not even so much about him. I don't want to be in a rush to have to throw my rookie in there. Now I think Kyle and and you, Rob, have both made great points of like, hey, there are we've seen we've seen Kyle be able to win with a rookie. I just don't think that's ideal. Like I don't think somebody wants to have to. No, win I,
4: I agree. I agree. You know,
5: so like just from that standpoint, like it's like if I don't have to. And again, I was with the New York Jets when they drafted when they drafted Geno Smith, and I saw <laughs> I, <laughs> I I saw firsthand <laughs> what it what it what it looks like. When a rookie is like, all right, you have to kind of be the guy. And this is how they did it. Remember, Mark Sanchez was there too. And so they drafted Gino. And then there's kind of this weird little dynamic in the locker room because it's like, oh, uh, looks like they drafted to take your spot, Mark. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then Gino is like in this polarizing ass city, right? New York. Well, technically we were in New Jersey, but you know, he's in New York in that in that media. And like, you could see, like, kind of, like, the stress, the stress of the playbook and him walking around with these flashcards and trying to remember, like, and learn all these plays and them just throwing stuff at him, throwing stuff at him to the point where, you know, we're in a room, we're in the hotel room, me and just me and Gino, nobody else, and we're playing Madden, and he, like, pauses the game and just starts downing, like, like a whole bunch of, like, Siroc uh, Vata or whatever <laughs> Siroc is, like, you know what I'm saying? But that was, like, the level of pressure that is kind of on these rookies in I think like we saw last year with the Chargers, they did not want to have to throw in uh, Justin Herbert. Now, obviously, you know, he pay it off, but they don't. I mean, in the sense of seeing like, hey, this guy's big time, but they 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 tried to do everything they could because it's like, man, he's struggling like maybe under center or you know, remembering the play calls and all these different things. Like, I want I don't want to put this pressure on this guy to really have to know these things day one. I just want it to happen organically. Now, if it comes to the point where it's like, hey. Week three, Jimmy plays up and down, and we feel like this Fields or Lance or Mac Jones. Um, we feel like I know we feel like this guy is ready to play now. And then from that standpoint, all right, let's go. We can we can go with the young with the with the rookie. But I just don't think that's ideal like heading into the season. So I I personally would lean more towards keeping Garoppolo and easing that transition to your rookie and doing more like what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and Mahomes. Okay, we, we we got Mahomes because we know his ceiling is much higher. The payoff is much higher. But let's let's still ease Mahomes into this transition and have Alex Smith, who we know is safer, we know we can make the playoffs with, with which, which they did, and then kind of get Mahomes going that way. And we've seen what happened with Mahomes. I'm not saying that, that happened with the 49ers, but I'm just saying, like, in the sense of how they brought him along, I would lean more towards that approach. And the 49ers have a team – now, again, and this is another part to it. If, I think if the team, I guess there's two ways to look at it. But if the team was just really sorry and the 49ers are going to lose regardless, then I probably would just throw my rookie in there and just be like, just play. Just play and, and, and we'll figure it out and we'll learn as we go. But I think with the team being so good and Jimmy Garoppolo showing he can't win, I, I would try to stick to that route as much as possible. So the
6: 49ers don't have. Like whoever this rookie would be, he's not throwing to Stephen Hill. He's not throwing to Jeremy Curley. He's not Ooh. throwing to Jeff Cumberland.
4: He's, man, he's man, I like Jeremy roster. Curley. I like Jeremy Curley. Did you Curley. look at the? <laughs> on.
5: Did you look at the 2013 roster? Because that was that was that was who was on there. Like these are the players who he was throwing to.
6: He's like um whoever Fields or Lance. He's not throwing to those guys. He also has Kyle Shanahan. And if we're gonna give Jimmy Garoppolo the Kyle Shanahan bump. We have to give a rookie the Kyle Shanahan bump. And if Kyle Shanahan, I imagine, would dial it back just enough where it's digestible enough for the 49ers. And also, you have a very, very good defense on the other side. So let me, let me throw this scenario at you guys in a scenario where whatever team throws a third-round pick at you for Jimmy, and you can flip one of your day three picks for Gardner Minshew, and now you have a backup who you have seen win, but – you know, you don't want him to be your long-term starter, which I feel like the 49ers don't want Jimmy to be their long-term starter because they just traded up to number three. So you have a guy who, who's confident, who's capable, I'll say, but you know you have a top-end guy in Fields or Lance, whoever that may be. Would that be a scenario where you would move on from Jimmy? Uh,
5: it's it's tough because we have Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, when we look back to 2012 or whatever it was, when RG3 and Cousins got drafted, like, there was no Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, there was no quarterback on that roster that proved, like, hey, I can win. And with me at quarterback, we can go to the Super Bowl, right? Like, they don't – they didn't have that. Like, the Fortnite, you have that. So, I, I can't just – I can't just willingly get rid of it, you know, even though I can look at scenarios, like you just said, with Minshew, and, and and it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, what you just said. But I just can't willingly do that because I know I have a perfectly capable quarterback of being able to win, I can't trust him to stay healthy, and I can't. And I know he kind of limits the offense a little bit with what I'm able to do, throwing down the field and stuff. But I know even with all that, I can win with him. He is a terrific leader. The locker room likes him and whatnot. So I'm not in a rush to just remove him just for some, like, high upside and gardening mustache Menu, or whatever his name
4: is. Like
5: I just can't do that. I can't do that right now. And again, I mean, I've been harsh, hard on Jimmy. I, I remember I was like, man, I'd rather get rid of him and go with, uh, what was the kid's name from Henneke or whatever, from Washington. Oh, uh-huh. oh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, i said that. I've been hard on Jimmy. But I'm just saying, like, you know, being realistic in this situation, I, I just I can't get rid of him yet unless somebody – and everybody has a price. If somebody offers me a price that I just can't turn down, especially something that will help me kind of get some draft capital back for, you know, next next year's draft, then I, I might be more inclined to, to make a, a deal.
4: Here's my yeah. – here's, yeah, here's my – like, to me, if, if the way I go about this is I'm going about this trying to do everything I can to keep Jimmy on the roster. Now, again, I've already said it. They have to do that in a way that's smart and and is best for the team moving forward. There's nobody in that locker room that's not going to realize that Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer the guy after the 49ers just traded up to number three. Every player on that team now knows the 49ers are drafting a rookie quarterback. They're they're wrapping their minds around it. No matter how much they love Jimmy, they know that his days are numbered in San Francisco. So to me, and I'm trying to do it in the most respectful way I can, but my asking price for Jimmy Garoppolo is a second-round pick. And if nobody meets that, then I'm sitting there and I'm saying, "All right, Jimmy, um, we're gonna pay you. We're gonna we're gonna pay you ten million dollars this year, and we're gonna put a bunch of incentives on it to where you can get that up to fifteen. Uh, if you end up playing for us a lot, you end up balling out. You know, you take us to the playoffs again, you, you get fifteen. And that's what we're gonna give you. And to me, that kind of meets somewhere in the middle of." We're we're save. We're still saving at least ten million dollars, so we can start start locking up these other guys. We know are coming down the pipeline. We get a quarterback that we know his personality will mesh well with the rookie. We know that he knows the offense. We know that this this rookie can show up and already have somebody kind of in the room with him that can act as another coach. Now, how pumped Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be to coach his replacement? I don't know. He seems like a good dude, but I don't know him whatsoever. So maybe he just won't give a shit about the rookie and he's not going to provide any value, but that's the way I'm going about it. I'm trying to keep the guy in the the building that already knows the offense to a T that can kind of bring our rookie quarterback along. And, you know, maybe as the season goes along, it develops into a competition or maybe it always was one. And the 49ers were just giving that rookie as much time as they can handle before he took the field. And, you know, if that ends up being half a season or a full season, whatever, But to me, I'm doing everything I can to keep Jimmy Garoppolo in the building. I'm drafting my – I've said it so many times on this pod. If you can – I don't care if you draft a quarterback, one overall. If you can have somebody in the building that makes it to where you don't have to start him right away, and he can just sit there and, you know, really sponge up all the mental aspects without being bombarded with the physical aspects of actually playing in a game, then I feel like you're doing him a service. Does that always work out? Does it always happen? Absolutely not. But I, I feel like if you can, that's what you do, and I feel like the Forty ers are in a position to do that right now. I just would not do it at twenty-five million because they can take that money. They may not spend it this off season, but it will get spent next off season. They can keep guys like Fred Warner, and they can start building up that ridiculous amount of money that they're going to need to surround Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or Mac Jones with talent, so that they can. You know the 49ers can win for another six, seven, ten years, whatever you're looking at. I don't know. Did, any, did all that make sense?
5: Can
4: can we address?
5: can we address Mac Jones real quick because he we have seen him his name kind of floating around on Twitter. I think Zervon is it sounds like really up Sounds like we really need to well. because Twitter was
4: like, they Chris hated Sims. that idea. So, so the fact my, that I even put his name with, in a tweet, like I got it.
5: Yeah. So this is my thing with Mac Jones. Like and I think he does do things very well, but I'm I'm not I'm not trading up to three for that type of talent. Like I'm just not now again. And what I heard where did I hear this at? Was it was it Peacock? I think I heard him kind of do a little like little little take real quick. The Forty Nineers have been trying to move up for a, a few weeks now, and they have tried to move up. They've talked to teams at five, four, and three. So I guess this isn't, this isn't like, you know, maybe if you kind of look at it from that perspective, maybe it was, you know, okay, if we move up to five, we know we can get Matt Jones. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe like it's like, well, we know Matt will probably be there or somebody we like, I, I don't know. It, it is something that I, I could see as a possibility, but I hate the thoughts of it because it's like, why are we, why are we replacing Jimmy Garoppolo? With Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we see everything, like, like you guys have talked about, like, uh, uh, Josh Allen kicking the 49ers ass and him seeing that a guy that's mobile and doing things on the move and running. And and it's like, you, and you're going to like pass on that to, to draft a guy that is the safer option out of all the picks or quarterbacks, I would say, like, you know, up there. But your upside is significantly lower. Like why would you why would you do that? Like you the know, thing, that, like, the
4: thing I would like to add real quick though, if the forty ers were looking at trading up to five, which could mean that four quarterbacks go before that pick, does that mean that they are stoked on Mac Jones? Does that mean that they would be fine with getting him if they are okay with four quarterbacks going before that fifth pick? I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah,
5: and, and I, I think uh I see. I think Raina Gill, like he just talked about. He said Mac Jones' arm seemed kind of weak at this pro day, and it was like people were like, "Oh, look at this throw!" And I'm like, "Dude, like the the receiver had to stop to the point where he fell on the ground, like trying to catch a ball, like like. And this is routes on the air. Like I, I don't want, I don't want, I don't need that. Not at three. Like if you were telling me at pick twelve, maybe, but I'd rather pick. I'd rather pick um, Davis Mills. In like the third round, then draft Mayo Mac, uh, Mac Vic at pick at pick twelve. When I can get someone with more elite talent, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like with, with Davis Mills, I have the same type of upside as I do with with Mac Jones. Just Mac Jones just played in a more spread out offense and highlighted his skill set a little bit more. Like I, I'd rather take Mills in like the third. Than Mac Jones at twelve, and I like Mac Jones. Everybody knows I like Mac Jones. I think he fits what they want to do, but I just don't see the upside there. Like I'm not passing on Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddle or or uh, uh, J C Horn or Sertain or Fartler. like I'm not passing on those type of guys, high end caliber players that I can build around for a quarterback that's going to need a lot of things good around him. Like, and then to trade up to three and do that, like oh my gosh, I lose it. I lose it on Twitter. Hey, did you say did you say Mayo Mac?
4: Yeah, wow, I've that seen
6: that Incredible, man. <laughs>
4: That is an incredible nickname. <laughs> and his name yeah. is what, – what's his name again? Uh, M- McCorkle? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, should really... make him, we should take him off the draft
6: table to begin with. Like, <laughs> you don't trade up to draft anybody named McCorkle. I think we need to acknowledge that he can be a good player without being worthy of the number three pick. And yeah, that's what, what I'm getting Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm
5: getting to. Yeah. I, I like him. Like, I like Mac Jones. I can't take him at 12. I can't take him at three. Like, it's just not – and I see people, you know, um, they, they've been mocking him inside the top ten, but I, I just – I've watched a lot of them, and I think he does things very well. And and Rob and I, I feel like we've kind of like – I don't want to say hyped him up on here, but we've talked highly about Matt Jones. But I still know what he is, and, you know, he's more of a guy – if I'm the Chicago Bears, if I am the – uh. The the Colts before trading for Carson Wentz. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers before maybe signing Haskins or whatever. Like if I'm one of those the playoff Washington teams,
4: Redskins or or excuse me, yeah. the Washington football team.
5: If I'm one of those teams that I, I I don't have a shot at these higher end, then yeah, like and he thought, okay, I'll, I'll get a Mac Jones. That's cool, but I'm not like just yeah, I'm just going to get him over, Lance and Fields and. Wilson and all these, I, like, never. Like, no, I would not do that. And I'm not picking them over more elite, talented guys at pick 12 with, like, Pitts and, and Waddle and, and Horn and Sertain and Farley and all those guys sitting there. I, I just – I could not do it. I couldn't do it. I'd be highly upset. And it takes a lot to kind of get me upset, but I, I get a little upset. That.
4: Especially after yes, uh, What do you got? What do you got,
6: KP? Yeah, I mean, I think Mac Jones, uh, he can do a lot of good things for you. And I think he will win in the NFL. But if we just talk about – if we're comparing him to the other quarterbacks in the class, like, he's not on the same level. And in the most basic sense, he doesn't have the same arm strength. He doesn't have the same um, athletic ability. Like, you see whenever he has to go off-platform or off-script, he can't move. And when you can't move, you can't play. So, in the NFL, I just think he's closer to, like, what what you would view as, like, a second-round, mid-second-round pick. But because of the nature of the position, he's being propped up. So – yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd be pretty terrified for a team to trade multiple first round picks up to get a guy who's Mac Jones, who is, Mac Jones is in every draft. Like there is not a draft where you can't draft Mac Jones. There, there are drafts where there's Trey Lance and Justin Fields are not available. So for me, it'd be an easy pass on Mac Jones, especially as Eric mentioned about the elite talent guys. Like if they were to trade up for Mac Jones when guys like JC Horn are available, like what are we doing here? Who's in charge?
4: Sonny Weaver from the movie Draft Day. <laughs> no, I to me to me, and I agree with you guys. And and like Crocker said, I think Mac Jones is going to be a good quarterback. Kind of what the way you said it, KP. I think he's going to win games. And I think you just in in your mind when you picture kind of like a stereotypical quarterback, that's what Mac Jones is. He stands there. He throws the ball to where he's supposed to throw the ball. Most of the time, he's pretty accurate. And and he just kind of runs the offense that he's put in, and it looks pretty good most of the time. But I think that what the 49ers are looking for now, and like you said, you mentioned Josh Allen, and they had to get beat in the Super Bowl by Patrick Mahomes. They want a guy that can create that can just make plays on his own. That I'm not saying that Kyle Shanahan wants a guy that's going to routinely go off script because we know he doesn't want that. But he wants a guy that can take his script and amp it up and make it something different. And if that means, you know, escaping the pocket and throwing it 60 yards downfield, they probably got tired of looking at Russell Wilson's ass do that. Now, he started overcooking this season, but we all know what Russell Wilson does routinely. You know, they want a guy that's at least capable of those things, you know, and that's not necessarily Mac Jones. That is Trey Lance. That is Justin Fields. That is Zach Wilson. And who knows which one of those they're going to have the option to pick. But it's just a matter of taking Kyle Shanahan's, like, Kyle Shanahan wants somebody somebody that can take his offense and make it, like, more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, go above and beyond it, not somebody that he has to take his offense and kind of squeeze it down to fit the quarterback he has. I, I, think, I think I'm think i elaborating my point here. Like, I just feel like Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, they have the ability to add a little bit of electricity to something that's already electric, whereas the other quarterbacks might just be a good fit. You know? Right.
1: I, I,
5: with 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 Mac Jones as well, the way I kind of look at it, are you gonna want to give him a second contract that's north of one hundred and twenty thirty million dollars? Like, probably, probably, I'm not, yeah. gonna, Great you know what I'm saying? Like, so you gotta look at that too. Like, yeah, like for now, I would say if it's like, hey, if you got one of these quarterbacks and he has to start this year for the 49 and be good, like, okay, I might say Mac Jones maybe, right? But like, that's for one year. Like, I'm not gonna want to have to, okay, four years and then heading into that fifth year, oh, I gotta pay this guy. A hundred and forty million? Like no, I'm not gonna want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, unless now you can look at his like high, like what he can possibly be, and you might look at like you know like a Matt Ryan, right? Who I think Matt Ryan has had a very good, almost underrated career. I think he's been really good. If he ends up being something like that, then okay, I was wrong. But even then, Matt um, Matt Ryan was bigger. You know he um had a bigger arm. You know, like he even had those type of things. So you know, kind of working for him that you know Mac Jones doesn't. So I like a lot of what Mac Jones brings. I just couldn't take him if I'm if if I'm in this type of position. I, I just could not do it, and I'd be kind of. Ooh, they did that. I'd be.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I think for the first time in a long time, Kyle's in a position where he can have a quarterback who can bail him out. Because that's,
4: yeah, that's that's a good way of saying what I was trying to say is like somebody that works that, that, that amplifies him, you know? Yeah, like he
6: can't be perfect every play. There's a play against Clemson, I remember, that feels like they, they ran a screen. The defense sniffs it out. Fields just ev- evades pressure, evades a couple guys, and rushes for like 12 yards and a first down. He runs around the end. Like, those are plays that nobody in the – like, that just doesn't happen. That's not normal. And I've seen uh, Lance do the same thing where a play's broken down, whether it's the first or second read. He takes off and runs or he's able to get from this side of the field to the other side of the field without the play essentially going to shit for lack of better words so these two quarterbacks are very very special and that is why the 49ers made this move because these guys are not available on every draft
5: right and I, I kind of want to address something I see uh, Fred Bryan or, um, he's in here and he was like basically he's taking crazy pills because he thinks Trey Lance is hyped and, and what I would say to that is I think a lot of people are looking at possibly what he could be if he played more than just one year. Him being young and the tools that he has, and and those are very unique. So, I think ideally you will. And I and I've said this too. I wouldn't want to trade up to three for Trey Lance. That would scare me. That would scare me. I just haven't seen quite enough. I think he has the talent. I think he can be that. Um, I follow Quincy Avery. He's talk. He always and he's a quarterback. He's his trainer, but. He speaks very highly of them. And everything that you hear, like, that you heard from his pro day, they went out of their way to talk about the high character that this guy has. And that's something big because I was listening to them talk about Zach Wilson. And his his character has been a little bit in question. And they didn't mention his character at all. So I'm not saying that he has bad character. I'm just saying it wasn't mentioned. But when I was watching uh, Lance, Trey Lance's pro day, they went out of their way to talk about the high character of this guy. So very young you know, like you said, uh, like like KP said, played at like 18, 19 years old. He's only 20 years old right now. Didn't get to play this year really, one game that was like a showcase game or whatever it was. Um, I I think with Trey Lance is really more of like, okay, what he can be, and there's a lot of projection with that, just as there was with a Josh Allen.
4: Damn. I think you got any uh, – we'll start we, – we do have a lot of speaker requests. We, we'll start getting into those. A couple of them have left, so we don't have as many now. But, uh, KP, you got any, like, kind of just closing thoughts on the whole situation in general and just anything on your on your mind that you haven't gotten to say yet? No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm higher on Lance than a lot of people,
6: probably including Eric, it sounds like, just because, again, his age – but knowing how to play the position, and not a lot of quarterbacks know how to play the position or can see the field. Um, Lance can see the field, and that makes me think he will be a special player in the NFL.
4: Yeah. I mean, to me, and maybe this is my own laziness or negligence or ignorance, or like, it's almost like, other than what we've just talked about, I don't feel like the 49ers can really lose out. Now, I, I say that, that's me knocking on wood. But I feel like if if Trey Lance, the obvious options, if Trey Lance and the the Justin Fields, if those are the options, I feel like either way the 49ers are taking a huge step. I can't really say forward yet because it's a rookie. We don't know how it's going to pan out. But I feel like they're taking a huge step in a new direction that it's exciting to think about what we're going to see from the 49ers over the next two, three, four, and then obviously we'll see how it evolves. Like things are just going to change a lot. And, you know, whatever we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo over the past few years that was within Shanahan's offense, I feel like we're going to see something completely different. I'm not saying Shanahan's is going to just rip up his playbook and start anew, but, I mean, you're just looking at something that Shanahan, not only does he know that he's, he has a quarterback that can go off script, but he has a quarterback who has athletic traits that he can completely tailor his new quarter, his new playbook towards, kind of like what we saw with RG3. And it just, I just think that maybe I'm not even ready for how different things are going to look, whether it's a, the downfield air game or just the pure running game from a quarterback standpoint. That at least either of those guys are going to give you that. It just, I mean, it's exciting to think of, of the 49ers finally putting money, their money where their mouth is and saying, "Nope, we're done. We're going to get the guy that we feel like is going to transform this organization." and we're done with we're done with this. Whatever this is, we're done with it. So I don't know. What do you got? What's you got any uh, any anything else you'd like to say there, Crock?
5: Nah, nah. I think I think we said we'll probably get more you know conversation out of the the speakers.
4: Yeah, I mean I didn't realize it had already been an hour. That's kind of ridiculous, but I mean that's a that's a super fast hour. So Jason Ford has been within the speaker requests for quite some time. He's still up here. Hopefully, Jason. You're still in the room. You're still ready to rock because you are on stage, my friend. What do you got? Mr. Ford, you with us? He bailed. I knew it. I knew it, Jason. I knew you were going to let me down. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next one. I'm seeing more uh, now that people realize that we're actually getting to the speaker requests. They're starting to put them in now. Uh, Let's keep at at the very for the sake of time. Let's at least keep them related to what we've been talking about this entire episode and the fact that the 49ers traded to number three overall. If you want to add a little bit of mix to it, obviously we will be back on Sunday. So
5: I mean, right,
4: right. Um, Will, you are up, my friend. What do you got? Will, you with us? Don't tell me we're going to go 0 for 2. That's never happened in the history of the locker room striking gold sessions. Well, it it looks like it's happening. All right. O.J. has been in the chat the whole time. He's been typing in all caps because he's passionate about this. I know that when I hit this green check mark that he's going to have something to say. So, So, O.J., you just got catapulted to the front, my friend. What do you got?
7: And I'm splattering to the front of your guys' mobile phones, too. Man, what a day. I'm talking to you from work, by the way.
5: I'm in a (laughs) closed-off
7: office, and I said, I'm stepping away in the meeting. I'm here. This is what's most important to me. Honestly, you guys, how are you guys doing, by the way?
4: (laughs) Man, I'm I'm good, man. This, this This is exciting, and this is a lot of fun.
7: That's what it's about, man. Honestly, for me... I have spent, and I'm sure all of you in this room have spent so many years watching drafts, knowing guys we need, positions, et cetera. Especially for me, I always feel like the Niners pass on elite athletes. It's like the first time where I have this feeling, I know we're getting something that is going to be sustainable long-term if they, of course, play to their uh, potential. And being that it's the quarterback position, I remember watching the Clemson-Ohio State game saying, Man, I wish we could get that guy because I just didn't feel it was realistic. And to now know that through this off season, them keeping the majority of their roster and doing this—I I, mean—is this what it feels to have Patrick <laughs> as a Chiefs fan? Like, I feel ecstatic. I just—I I mean, honestly, I mean, I know they can go multiple ways, you guys, and we—that's what we guys have been talking about. But at the end of the day, Wilson or Fields, or I'm disappointed. I'm not saying that the guy they could pick aside from them cannot succeed or be good. I believe in Kyle. But I just – I know what the offense can look like. I watched Fields run offensive plays where I felt like that's to Kittle. Jimmy does that to Kittle, but it don't look that good. Or the deep throw that we missed to Sanders in the Super Bowl. I, I see Fields throw a 60-yard bomb in the, in the in the bowl, and I'm like, that's what we're missing. That's the only thing that I feel legitimately we're missing – on a week-to-week basis, and I'm just excited, guys. I have to step away. I just wanted to voice my opinion. I love this, and uh, I'm I'm hoping for Alden Smith still, guys. That's it. (laughs)
4: Just throwing that in there. Hey, man, I mean, I'm I'm feeling your excitement, bro. I mean, obviously, we're seeing it in the chat. Everybody's here is excited. Uh, We were at, you know, we're still at over 100, and we got up to, like, 140 for a little bit. So I think everybody's excited right there with you, man, and I hope uh, whatever your heart's desire is, I hope it all works out.
7: Thanks guys, appreciate it. Have
4: a good all right, day, really. guys. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Dylan, you're up, dude. What do you got? I see you with that Justin Fields, Abby.
7: Uh, I'm all in on Fields. Um, well, believe it or not, Wilson is my number one quarterback in the draft. But I just don't see him getting past the Jets at this point. But i were think um, so. Yeah, I was with Posey. I like the idea of. Just – I don't see why Fields can't do what Jimmy can do now. And even if it did come to just camp, I see him beating out Jimmy. I just don't see how – I guess the experience is a possibility, but I just – I don't see Garoppolo on the roster week one.
4: Well, there's also the – there's also the the fact of, you know, you got to get – got to start learning the playbook. And you have to – you know, knowing it, it, it has apparently, from what people said, takes years – within Kyle Shanahan's offense. And like I said, hopefully Kyle Shanahan kind of simplifies it for a rookie. But there's also that, you know, there's the experience. There's the, you know, the the in-depth knowledge of the playbook that would obviously be a huge advantage to Jimmy out of the gate. But that's not to say that a rookie can't can't come along and beat him. So I don't know. Uh, um, it, I mean, yeah, I, I think that the, a, a rookie quarterback could come in and beat him. What do you, I mean, Crocker, KP, what, I mean, got anything else you want to add?
5: Yeah, my thing Um, is you just can't bet on it. But go ahead, KP.
6: No, I was just going to say the reason I would feel comfortable with the the 49ers drafting Lance so early and, you know, being able to quote-unquote bet on it is because Lance is young enough, and I don't want to say dumb enough, but I'm going to say dumb enough, that Kyle can still mold him into whoever he wants to be because he doesn't have that total experience yet. So I think that if they do take Lance, it's because Kyle thinks – he can mold mold his physical skills and who he wants him to be.
4: Right. I mean, what what did you say real quick, Croc? You just said, you know, you you obviously you think he could get the playbook, you just wouldn't wanna would want to hedge all your bets on it. Correct.
5: But you know, yeah. I, I just I feel like with the roster as it is right now, even without a, a new quarterback, I feel like this is a playoff team. Now how far they'll go, I, I don't know. But I, I do feel strongly that it's a playoff team. So just from that standpoint of, you know, feeling that, you know, it's not like they have, I don't know, like Sam Darnold a quarterback, right? I, I'd be a little bit more, oh, we'll see. Like maybe you can't beat him out, you know, but like that's not the situation there. Or like Andy Dalton with the Bears, right? The Bears had to go get Andy Dalton. Um, I, I don't think that we're like in that type of uh, situation with a quarterback. I think Jimmy, for the most part, he gets play better than Dalton for the most part. Um, and I don't even think it's just, like, more talented. I just think he wins more. I can't even say that because Andy Dalton was winning for a while. Anyways, I'd rather have Jimmy than Andy Dalton. I'd rather be in that situation. <laughs> so, um, I just don't think it's a dire situation or need to really trust a, a rookie in there. But, I, again, I could see a situation where – because they've said Jimmy doesn't look great in practice all the time, and we all – me, KP, you, you – um, we've been right there on the sidelines for training camp and we know what he looks like at practice. And it isn't always pretty. So I could see a you know, rookie come in and just make some flashy throws and Jimmy look like he always looks at practice and people be like, he oh. can't do my practice. stop sugarcoating it, man. Well, well I'll, 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 I'll,
7: throw, it. Right. I'll throw this in there. I've heard, from, I've heard I've heard from a guy who says he has a friend who is friends with Scangarello and Scangarello has said that Jimmy is not only the dumbest quarterback he's worked with but the worst practice quarterback he's ever worked worked with so there's a damn
6: confirmed All
4: right. <laughs> All right, Dylan, we appreciate you man. Thanks for uh thanks for jumping in here. Let's keep it moving. Dale Barber is next up. Dale, you are on stage, my friend. What do you got? Man, is that is there are, are, are we getting trolled today? Not can you hear me or what? Yeah, 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 Hey, how are you guys doing today? We're good, man. How are you? Pretty good, man.
5: I had a quick question for you. Knowing what happened today, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo,
3: do you just go ahead and request a trade?
4: Uh I wouldn't request a trade while my contract still said I was making $25 million. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not doing anything. I'm chilling. And with that amount of money, I'm chilling. And I feel like, you know, if, if something else starts to go on – because I did see Steve Weish, um, I believe that's his first name, Steve, uh, from NFL said that, that the first thing after they made this trade that John Lynch did was call Jimmy Garoppolo, say, look, you are still in our plans this season. We expect – we want you to be the starter. But then he also went on to say that Weiss said right after that, he asked him, he said, look, if somebody comes along with an offer – that you can't turn down is that still in the cards and John Lynch said absolutely you know we we Jimmy Garoppolo still in our plans but that's not something that can't come along and change that now go back to your question if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo I'm not really going to request anything as long as that paycheck says $25 million now if the 49ers start coming along and trying to like kind of what do I was saying earlier trying to knock a huge amount off that number and you feel like you know you'd rather go somebody else and see if they'll pay you the 25 million maybe you start – I don't I don't know. What do you guys think? Money you know, talks, man, and he's
6: making so much money that he would be foolish to request a trade. Right.
5: And, and okay. I agree. I don't think it would. And, and, again, especially since he has no more guarantees in his contract, um, that's another part to it. Or maybe he's just somebody that's like, hey, you know, I'm willing to bet on myself. But I don't even know if he would be willing to bet on himself because for whatever reason – and I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he has had injuries, you know. So – I don't even know if he would bet on himself at this time. So I think he's better off just kind of, you know, not requesting a trade and, oh, okay, I'm playing under this this year. This I, I I would look at it from his perspective as this is a tryout year for you. You know, you're trying out. Well, like, you know how they, they tell um, – well, I don't know if you guys know. I'm pretty sure you guys know. Yeah, I've heard this. But when you're at the bottom of the roster and you're in training camp and you're in preseason, they're telling you that you're auditioning for the other 31 teams. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo should go about this season as such like, 49 take quarterback at three. You're not going to be here in 2022. It's just not. Unless the quarterback just sucks, or, you know, like, and just like, well, he just can't play at all. But I'd I imagine, like, look, Jimmy, you're not going to be here in 2022. So you are right now auditioning for all other teams. I and mean, if he goes out there, puts his best foot forward, like, I think that's himself. Like, that's him betting on himself. Have a big year. Now you can get traded. But I wouldn't just go with no guarantees and say, hey, trade me somewhere. I just I wouldn't do that. Because then you probably want to get restructured, um, or they're going to probably want to restructure your contract, or you want to get an extension. They're probably not going to do that. So, um, yeah, he he better just kind of stay in play. That, that, that makes sense. So then you, you know, unlike, you know, Alex Smith is a different type of guy. So it's it's kind of hard for us to think that maybe he'll come in there, maybe groom a future quarterback. So we can't even really think about anything
4: like that on that aspect. Uh. All right, Dale. Is that it, man? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. No, no problem at all, man. Thanks for being in here and chatting with us. All right, let's keep it rolling. Next up, we have William Martin. William, you are now on stage. Hopefully, we can hear you. I know you guys mentioned the audio in the chat, so hopefully we can hear what's going on.
1: All right, can you guys hear me now?
4: We can. Yeah,
1: awesome. Hey, uh, listen to you guys' podcasts all the time. You guys are awesome. Um, I just wanted to, like, uh, I guess my question was more. I kind of feel like it's always been Fields. Like I feel like everything that's happened today just like solidified my opinion that I've had for a while of like Shanahan's connection with Fields through the QB collective and um, him calling out that he really wanted that all they loved about Allen. And I see a lot of that in Fields. I guess my other question is. I know you guys are interested in are talking about. Uh, Jimmy, like, probably being the starter for this year. My concern, the reason I don't know if that could be why that is, because there's a lot of guys on one-year contracts. And I think that that sort of points out that they want to do something different this year at quarterback and not just run it all the way back exactly the same. I mean, do you guys – you guys seen that too?
4: You guys, give me your thoughts. A hundred percent.
6: And this has been driving me insane all day because all we've heard is there has been no rookie quarterback to make the Super Bowl – Jimmy lost the Super Bowl. Like, why are we doing doing here? Yes. Why are we giving him credit for something that he, like, he's arguably the sole reason. And I was thinking about doing a video about this today because everybody thinks it started in the fourth quarter. There were plays left on the field starting in the first drive. But for whatever reason, because, I mean, you know, you only remember what you see or you only remember what you want to remember, essentially, Uh, we're giving him this credit where I just cannot imagine overlooking everything that we've overlooked in the past two seasons, going back to the regular season, going back to week one, where we always talk about, well, 13-3. and three. Week one, Tampa Bay 2019. Two pick sixes are the reason that the 49ers won that game. And I can go game by game by game win this, When this. We're giving somebody credit who did so little, where the defense is going to be the same this year, essentially, and maybe better because Ryan's is probably going to be more aggressive and there are more playmakers on offense, and now Kyle Shannon has a quarterback who he can probably trust to throw the ball outside of the numbers and down the field, which will only open up the running game for their speedy running backs who no longer have to worry about making two guys miss in the backfield because the offensive line is better and there's not an extra guy in the box. Go KP! Go KP! This is just common sense that a guy who, like, okay, Justin Fields, number one player in in his high school class, in the same class as Trevor Lawrence, why wouldn't you trust him? Like, I, this is—it's not registering to me. So maybe I'm too far removed. Maybe I'll come off as a my, hater, but for me, it's just—it's easy. Like, this is a no-brainer.
1: My my other I thing with Fields is that the greatest indicator of success from college to the NFL is play under pressure, and that's my biggest concern with Lance is that he just wasn't pressured enough to get a statistical size, and so combine that with he does have some mechanical flaws that I worry will fall apart when pressured in the NFL, and with Fields. Under pressure, he had the highest uh, touchdown percentage of any quarterback in college in the last four years. When he's pressured, he goes deep, and that's what you want. Jimmy's the opposite. He falls apart like a house of cards. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I go think ahead. you said that. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, I'll say, too, you know, with the whole rookie can't go to Super Bowl, like, I think obviously, like, you, you want to win a Super Bowl. Like, that's the goal. But I also feel like it starts by working towards that. And. You can't look at it from a sense of, oh, a rookie quarterback doesn't win the Super Bowl. Can you just look at it from a sense of, hey, if we have a rookie quarterback, are we building towards winning a Super Bowl? Even if it's not something that happens year one or year two. Again, talk about Kansas City Chiefs, and, can, and it's recent, so we can use that. But there the, the, they weren't drafting Mahomes and they were like, Hey, right now you got to win a Super Bowl rookie year. No, we've got Alex Smith. Okay, let's just play. And they probably knew, like, okay, to win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith, everything's going to have to go right. They didn't win. The next year, Mahomes took over. They went to the AFC Championship game. They were a D four at offsides away from going to the Super Bowl. Then the next year, they were down 10 points in the fourth quarter with six minutes left, and they reeled off 21 points and won a Super Bowl. So, again, I don't want to say that's going to happen for the 49ers, but I will say I, I think people kind of have to, like, be – let's be realistic here. 49ers haven't won a fucking Super Bowl since 1994, Bingo. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let's stop talking about, oh, rookie's not going to win the Super Bowl. We ain't winning nothing. We haven't won nothing since 94.
7: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but
5: can, we, can we work towards it? Like, that that should be the goal. Can we work towards winning it with somebody that gives a higher ceiling and a little bit more room for error? And if you can do that, you put yourself in a position, especially moving forward to where now, like, okay, we're going to consistently be in that that you talked about as one of those teams that have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But right now, you, 49ers need everything to go perfect. They had to freaking have uh, – their quarterback threw eight passes in the NFC Championship game and still blew a team out. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, quarter, they 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 stopped throwing the ball against the Vikings and still beat them by double digits. Like, they stopped throwing it because your quarterback was trying to throw the ball away or to throw the game away. So, like, I, I don't want to hear, like, oh, rookie can't win. Well, okay, we need to work that's, towards it, though. So it's not exactly it's not like, all about this year. It's not all about – it's, it's about working towards it. We got we got Trent Williams locked up for several years. Let's work towards being able to win a Super Bowl.
4: Hey, and you know, and you know what, William, I agree with what they said.
1: <laughs> like, like my thing is, my thing is, is like, have rookies made the playoffs? Yes, lots of rookies made the playoffs. And then you don't throw the ball. Then you throw the ball ten times. If you have RG three as a rookie on that team that went to the Super Bowl two years ago, they're still going to the Super Bowl. Jimmy never had to throw the ball. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. I could have played quarterback.
5: <laughs> and, and that's not to say Jimmy didn't have high moments. Like, I felt like there were games where he played above replacement level football. But there were a lot of games. I mean, think about the Panthers game. The 49ers scored 51 points. Like, Jimmy threw for, like, less than 200 yards. I don't even think he threw a touchdown. And he and he had, like, what? Uh, the ball right the to Luke Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, there were these things that happened, like, throughout that year The the um, the the Browns game, like, that game was over from the jump. Like, there were a lot of games where I felt like he played decent. And then there were a lot of games where he was very, very, very average. So, and then there were a couple games where it was like, okay, you we couldn't have won this game without this type of performance from you. But I feel like those type of games were very few and far in between. There were maybe three of them, like the Cardinals game, um, the uh, the Cardinals game, the uh, – what was the other game? Both, the, both the Cardinals games.
6: Very good. The Saints game, he was very good. Yeah, I would say Week actually, 17 was probably his best
5: performance. He was he was very 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 efficient. and He executed at a high level that game. But even then, it wasn't like what what is he what is he doing outside of executing what the play call? And I know that sounds like crazy because like, well, isn't he supposed to execute? But it was like he didn't have to do anything outside of like having to be special. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you don't have to be special. But just just complete this ball, like, hey, you got use check that, whoop this linebacker on a double move down the sideline. You just just don't throw, just don't overthrow him, you know. And you're gonna have 50 yards right there, you know. Okay, just hit this slant. Debo beat the guy off the line. Just just hit this slant, like, just don't airmail it, you know. Like he was put in those type of positions. He wasn't too much put in positions where it's like, hey, Jimmy, we really need you to make some plays. Like we need you to make the plays. Like that, that wasn't the case for most of the season. So. Again, I don't want to get on Jimmy. I, I think Jimmy is fine, and clearly, I feel like you can win with him. But you can do better than him. <laughs> that, that's for
4: sure, for sure.
6: You, you mm-hmm. can lose with him as well. Yes.
4: Yeah. And I, I mean, I get, I get the one-year contract stuff. But to me, I mean, you're only really worried about those one-year contracts if you feel like the drop-off between Jimmy and whatever rookie you're taking is significant. You know, and and like. I'm, it's a lot, some of those guys with the one-year contracts, there's nothing they, they saying they don't come back next year too, especially if they see this little electric rookie quarterback getting paired with Kyle Shanahan, and they want to come back and be a part of it. So, I mean, the one-year contracts do have a sway. They do kind of tip the hand that the 49ers feel like they can be very competitive this year. But I don't think a rookie quarterback is what – especially one that's taken third overall that's being put into Kyle Shanahan's offense who's already shown that he can do things with a rookie quarterback. Uh, I don't think that that's what takes them out of the hunt. I, and I just don't think that, like, if we're talking about a top 10 quarterback, then I could see, like, no, 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 hold on, pump the brakes. Let's keep this guy in here. Let's make a run at it this year, and then the rookie can step in. Kind of like just how like you said earlier, Kroc, kind of how they felt about how Alex Smith was playing at the time, because how he was playing in that Chiefs offense at that time was pretty impressive. You know people weren't down on what he was doing so they're like why would we why would we move off this let's let our rookie develop and let's go well, the 49ers don't have that they don't have a guy that they're just like hanging on every throw because he's making great plays and you know they feel like they got to stick with him because they want to make one more run at it with him i just don't feel like whatever drop off is going to be there if the 49ers go with a rookie quarterback i mean what are we talking about like the 49ers well, we'll- missed out on a season of Jimmy Garoppolo you know like it, to me there's just not a huge loss there no matter which way the 49ers go
5: yeah so so uh, Vince Moore he's like you know there's a lot of Jimmy hate here look at the record with and without him and I would say to that like I, we're not hating we're just kind of saying like what, what it is but the 49ers for however you or fans and you want to defend Jimmy or whatever they just traded up and gave up multiple first round picks to the number three overall pick to replace him ultimately that's what they're doing they're replacing him why are they replacing them? They know, hey, our record is better with him than without him. But they're still replacing them because the things that we're saying are very valid. Like, he kind of is what he is. And is not a bad quarterback, but it is a quarterback that you can do better for. You can't, you can't compare Jimmy G. If you're comparing Jimmy G to Beathard and Mullins and Hoyer, then that's an even bigger issue. Like, you, you don't compare him to them. Jimmy is a starting-level quarterback. He's just a lower-end starting-level quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just he's just a little bit lower end. That that's all, and it's not terrible. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a team that come calling and seeing if he's available for trade. It might be the Patriots, where they're willing to give up. Like there are teams that are going to feel like they can win with him. I just think we've seen, you know, with this situation, you can do. We can, we need to get better than him. We need to get better than him. That's not that's not like Jimmy Hay.
4: The 49ers just gave up an awfully lot to get better than him. <laughs> like. There's no confusion as to what the 49ers think of Jimmy Garoppolo and what they want to do going forward. I mean, we're, we're past that now. What were you going to say, KP?
6: Yeah, I was just going to say, at what point does, like, the critical analysis have to turn into, like, why is that viewed as hate? We're just, we're talking about what's been happening on the field. The 49ers went this off offseason. Um, they restructured D Ford's contract 14 times before restructuring Jimmy's contract. That just to make sure that he him.
4: didn't stick around any longer than he already had to.
6: <laughs> yeah, so, like, I mean, it's, the writing has been on the wall. Watch the Shanahan shenanigans on the sideline each game. I mean, the, it's not about wins and losses. We ignore the process and how we got there. I just wins and losses is such a lazy argument to me that I, I just don't know what else we need the team to do. They just moved heaven and earth to select a quarterback who is probably going to be green, who, who probably is, I mean, college level quarterback, who they don't even know probably yet. So the, knowing the unknown to move off of Jimmy eventually kind of tells you what they feel about um, Garoppolo. Even, I want to go back to 2020 Seattle, they had a chance to come back with Nick Mullins in that game because Kyle Shannon opened up the offense in that game, whereas Jimmy was struggling against Seattle. So there, there are so many different um, examples that I could use. But it's coming off as criticism when I'm, this is what's
4: happening on the field. Right, right. Croc, we, you ready to move on to the next one? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm just making sure I didn't leave anything. All right, we got Will again. Will is taking another shot at it. We've come all the way back around, and Will is back up on the speaker requests. Hopefully it's working because it probably was just the audio. Will, are you with us, man?
3: Uh, I am. Sorry about that.
4: Oh, no, it's all good. It, we're, we're all working through it.
3: Uh, I guess – so my question is with, like, all of the latest developments is um, kind of like a larger conversational question, which is how much do you think NFL teams, particularly the Niners, since we're talking about them, how much do you think that they are swayed by outside influences, be they, like, the media, like personalities like Daniel Jeremiah, uh, Bucky Brooks, Crocker, um, how much the fans think about, like, who their favorite draft crush is for quarterback or whatever how much do you think that factors into, like, how they make their decision-making process? Or do you, think, do you feel like they could be totally comfortable taking Mac Jones at three if they felt their internal evaluation told them that?
5: Yeah, they don't care about what we feel or anybody mm-hmm. else. They, they can't. I, yeah, I, I think there I might think be
4: can. teams that do care. I think that there genuinely are teams that do care about what people say. I think it's probably rare, and I don't think the 49ers are one of them. No,
5: like, you know who it is? It, it, I don't think it's like the coach. It's, it's like the owner. Cause the owner right. is the one like, I gotta sell these tickets, I gotta sell these seats, these these PSLs or whatever the hell it's called, like you know, the season <laughs> tickets and all that. They the owners have to like um build hype and stuff around their team. So remember even with with uh Kyle Shanahan, he's been through this before with RG three. He did not want to draft R G three at two. Like that was Snyder's uh pick. Like, no, we're drafting him. You know what I'm saying? Like Kyle wanted to draft Kirk Cousins, which he did, but like, the owner sometimes can step in and might, he might feel the pulse of the fan base and the media and be like, look, if y'all miss on this, it's on me, <laughs> you know. But I don't think it's necessarily like the coach and the GM. I don't think they care. They have a job to do. If they don't do it right, they'll get fired. So I think they kind of look at it from that perspective.
6: Lewis Riddick is wrong. Every season he was wrong. He said Vernon Hargards uh, was better than Jalen Ramsey. We do not have to listen to these talking heads who are wrong every year.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason Lewis Riddick just keeps not getting hired. I mean, I, I don't have a necessarily strong opinion about him either way. But, I mean, there's a reason he kind of just is brought in every now and then and then never really gets a second interview or something. It, it just seems like there's something there. But, um, anyways, Will, I appreciate you, my friend. Let me uh, let me keep this going. I mean, we're okay. at – let me make sure that everybody is – all right, here we go. Let me – um. Bring up our next one. I'm just making sure everybody's good to go. All right, it's your turn, Mechie. I know you got something to say. What's going on, brother? I uh,
3: appreciate
2: y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can. All right, good. Good. What up, Rob? What up, Crock? What up, KP? Um, so just picking off the whole Jimmy conversation and the uh, you know quote unquote criticism or whatever you want to call it. I think it's so interesting that he was drafted in the second round to the Patriots basically to replace Tom Brady. And if there's anybody who should understand it's just funny how the tables turn kind of thing, right? So it's like if he if basically like if one of the sentiments is that he's gonna make a request to trade now or to me that's crazy because it's like you were in that same situation and what did Tom Brady do? He balled out and got you out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that's what he does. Like that's what a QB one does. And at the end of the day, like, Jimmy's not Tom Brady. Like, nobody's going to mistake that. Like, there's no way – he's not even on the same uh world as Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it's just interesting to me, like, how in this situation, Jimmy's like a – I wouldn't even say he's a good bridge quarterback because we don't know, number one, like, how he's executing the offense to – because Croc talks about it all the time. Like, it seems like our offense is limited with Jimmy. It's not even like we're running a version of Shanahan's offense, but is this what he ideally wants to do? We don't know that. But at the same time, he knows the plays. Like, he knows at least some of the plays. And, you know, you know he knows what he knows. Like, and he's been in the system. And I think more so than anything, it's the team. The team seems to, you know, they really rock with Jimmy. They really um, – they always have positive things to say about them. And so, to me, I'm looking at it from a team perspective – if Jimmy stays on the roster and you just clearly see that, like, somebody like Fields, who I hope is what we take with number three, but whoever whoever comes in, if you just see that they're, you know, outperforming him in practice and, like, it's made clear to them, like, oh, this guy is better, I feel like that's the best way to transition as opposed to just, like, getting off of him um, and not having somebody – like, all the, all the kind of bridge QB types are gone, basically, at this point. They're all signed with different teams. So it's like, you know, and Clark mentioned like having the pressure on a rookie quarterback. We can avoid, I just feel like we should, we should keep Jimmy for this year unless we get like a second round pick or something like that, something ridiculous for him. Right. But I think we should just keep him, you know, because if we already handled our finances and everything for the most part, um, Jimmy's not going to take a reduction in salary. Why would he do that? Like he can just get cut and then sign for, you know, whatever team he wants to do. Like, I don't think he's going to do that. So I feel like we should just keep Jimmy. we got the quarterback there. And uh, you know, I want to I want to say Jimmy's a good bridge quarterback, but at least he knows the offense, and at least we we've been able to win with him. And we know that we have something you know on the backup in case he gets hurt or in case he's not performing well. I like that scenario the best because it, it makes it it makes us in a, a competitive situation this year. Coming into this year, we don't have to rely on what could go wrong with the rookie quarterback, putting that pressure on him, and maybe him not being ready. So that's that's my two cents on Jimmy.
4: All right, so I don't know how this is going to get edited because the folks at Blue Wire are experts. I just don't know where they're going to plug this in. But our our locker room app kind of went down on us, and that's a testament to everybody who rolled through. I think at one point we we had over 150 people in the locker room app all in the chat, some of you guys putting in speaker requests. And it was just, it was legit. I mean, me and Croc kind of knew that that locker room sesh was gonna be was gonna be lit just based on what had gone on throughout the day. But I think that still surprised me. So that was fun as hell. So again, I'm not sure where this is gonna get ended in because our locker room session ended. I know that uh, Brandon Amenti was right in the middle of talking about kind of what Jimmy Garoppolo gives you uh, as a as a backup or a bridge quarterback and why they wanted to stick with that. But no matter what, I know that that episode was right around an hour and a half long. It might've been cut short, but it's not like it was any, it was, it was short on substance. That's for sure. And um, I, I do need to say that. I appreciate uh, Kyle Posey for jumping on. We call him KP. Uh, he He runs Niners nation. There's no way that you, you know, pay attention to the 49ers without knowing what Niners nation is it's like by far the biggest 49ers website out there. So, um, you know shout out to him make sure you stop by the site support them because kp's an awesome dude and he deserves all your support and he brought it man he brought the passion he brought the opinions and i appreciated it man and so did you crock i was just kind of here to to play uh the to play quarterback for y'all so i mean what are some of your closing thoughts on just kind of the whole situation in general the fact that the 49ers are now sitting at three
5: yeah you know just overall they they did something that I didn't think that they would do, and they, would, they made a move out of, I don't want to say desperation, but they made a move that was that they were comfortable with doing, and uh, they, they, they put themselves in position to be able to grab a quarterback that they really like, and I think that should be exciting for the 49 fan base because moving forward, you know, they, they should give somebody, they should get everybody, you know, something to be optimistic about. So I'm excited about it. Um, you know, we've, we briefly touched on Jimmy Garoppolo. We touched a lot on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but again, you know, I, I strongly feel like he should still be the quarterback this year, and uh, I think Forty Niners they 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 they're working towards improving and extending that Super Bowl window uh, for years to come. So I, I'm really excited about it. That's even without knowing who the hell they're going to draft.
4: Well, what did you just change your Twitter name to?
5: I just <laughs> I just changed my Twitter name to Justin Fields, no matter what. So I think you guys know. And I'll who tell I want. you what
4: Crocker how Crocker feels.
5: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure on this podcast you guys have heard, like, you know, my reasons for that. I just think that it's just, you know, you talk about elite talent, elite traits, you know, he possesses all those things. I think now it's on, you know, Kyle Shanahan to be the guy to just bring it all in, bring it all together and, and get the most out of him. And, you know, we've seen Buffalo do, you know, something very similar where Josh Allen is just a guy with just all talent and traits. And they figured out a way to get him to be a winning quarterback, you know. I hope the 49ers, you know, do the same thing. Don't don't go the safe route. I don't think you trade up to three to go safe. I think you trade up to three to go big.
4: And I hope big is Fields. Right. I agree with you, man. I, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not as passionate about Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. I feel like those ne- it needs to be one of those two though. Otherwise, you're kind of just You know, Like you said, you're playing it safe, and and we'll just leave it at that. But the one cool thing in the way to think about this, and Crocker wanted to make sure we mentioned it, is the 49ers didn't give up a lot to trade up to number three, especially when you think about the fact that they believe they're getting a franchise quarterback with this trade. So as far as this year goes, the 49ers went from 12 to 3, and then they have all their other picks. They didn't trade away anything from this year other than the pick they gave up in the swap, which you're not really giving up anything. You're just swapping. So the 49ers made the swap, and then they still have their second, their third. Then, you know, I, I think they still have, like, nine picks this year. So that's something to be excited about. Next year, they won't have a first-round pick, but given the fact that the the third that they're trading is from the Robert Sala comp pick, the 49ers next year are still going to have a second, a third, a fourth. I believe they have the full draft class other than that first-round pick, um, which is still pretty exciting considering what you're trading up to get. And then in 2023 – they won't have a first round pick, and then they'll have their full draft class. So, and I believe they will have one more third round pick that year because that should be the last year they get a third round pick from the Robert Sala and Martin Mayhew promotions. So the 49ers are in a good position, especially if you think about things working out, you know, which obviously if they don't work out, then you have a you have way more problems than what you gave up in the trade. But if things do work out, then you're talking about the first round picks they traded being late first, you know, somewhere that, that, that signal things are moving in the right direction. So, I mean, it's pretty exciting. That's, that's just what I want to leave it as. It's exciting. The fact that the 49ers made a huge move, they completely altered the the landscape of the draft in one trade. And now we get to kind of sit back and see how it unfolds and play with the scenarios uh, I think on Sunday, me and Crocker are just going to talk about where the 45, 49ers – you, know, you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> where, the, where the 49ers are going to go with the rest of the class. What are some of the other positions they could go? What are some of the other roster needs? And, you know, I, I inevitably we'll end up talking about the quarterback that they could get, I, I think. But, hey, that's, that's kind of my thing. Is I'm just excited. It's an exciting move. It creates an exciting atmosphere. Things are going to get real crazy and different and fun for the 49ers uh, very soon. And I'm just – I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. You, you got any uh, You got any closing thoughts there, Cros? That's it. Can't wait to talk about the the rest of
5: the draft on Sunday. I'm pretty sure people are going to want to talk about this. Um, but we also can get into, you know, hey, like you said, you know, 49ers have the rest of their picks for this draft. So what do they do with those? Um, that's going to be very interesting. And I I have some takes on on where I feel like they definitely should go.
4: Right. Absolutely. Well, hey, I appreciate everybody who was in the locker room session. I appreciate everybody – who is listening to the podcast and his, you know, just continue to support us. Y'all know how I, I, I always mention how much I appreciate you guys. So, and again, just embrace the fact that it's an exciting time to be a 49ers fan, no matter what direction you want the team to go, just make sure you're enjoying this. Um, because it just doesn't happen that often. I can't even remember the last time the 49ers made a move this dynamic to go up and get a player that they're expected to get. So it's a fun time. Make sure you just enjoy it. But Y'all already know what it is. I'm Rob. That's Proc. This is Striking Gold. And for another episode, before I even sign it, before I say signing out, Sunday, 7 p.m., locker room app. And then also the pod will be up Monday morning. But now, for another episode, this is Striking Gold. We're signing out.
5: Justin and Fields, no matter
3: what. Peace.